0: Official Jet podcast we are presented by We the best bad kids a team score but together went Eric Dell alongside long shot DJ football A lot of people are listening right now but for those of you watching we are celebrating Halloween what do you yeah, think of the pumpkins up here Look
1: at this set man we got you know spider webs spiders Nice some some nice pumpkins. It's a nice little set we got, you know, up here on on stage right now.
0: Great job by Katie in the back. No question. Getting everything ready here inside the MGM Studio. Okay, dudes, what was your favorite Halloween costume as a kid? Uh, I didn't dress up a lot of Halloween's, no? but if I would
1: pick one, it was probably Power Rangers, man.
0: Power Rangers. Power Rangers one, man.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think I was the. What color? I think it was the black Power Ranger. Uh, I, so yeah, that was cool when I was younger. I
0: days. never really got involved with Power Rangers. Power but Rangers was a thing when I was young, man. It was big. Tell you what, my daughter Zelda and all them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my daughter, uh, my daughter loves Paw Patrol. Oh wow! <laughs> it's yeah, all I've, about Paw I've Patrol. I've heard about right Paw Patrol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Paw Patrol is huge right now. It's That's huge. big. Yeah. All right, so let's talk some Jets football. Um, the quarterback landscape, as we just discussed, mm. with Bart Scott is completely shifted here yeah, for sure the Jets obviously losing Zach Wilson for two to four weeks with PCL sprain and then Mike White took over in relief against the Patriots and late Monday night it was reported by yeah. Mike Garofolo of NFL Network that the Jets had agreed to acquire Joe Flacco trade from the Philadelphia Eagles yeah. so what's, what's your take on all the comings and goings at the quarterback position yeah
1: a lot has happened in the last 24 <laughs> hours right you got the injury from Zach Wilson Mike White goes in and plays admirably first to New England Patriots and then you trade for a guy that was literally just here last year I know a lot of Jet fans were probably thinking and even I was thinking at, at, at one point last night like why why now you put it out there on yeah, Twitter yeah <laughs> well, why, why now to me because you got Coach Sala came out and said during training camp that we didn't want to bring a veteran guy in because we wanted to give these young guys a chance to develop, right? And then James Morgan Morgan gets shipped off to the Carolina Panthers practice squad. Mike White develops quite nicely during training camp, and you roll your first, what, seven weeks without a quote-unquote veteran guy. Josh Johnson came out with me in 08, so he's a veteran guy He's played a lot of football, hasn't probably hasn't started as much as Joe Flacco. Man, what actually. a
0: journey. He, he's yeah. had 16 NFL stops, so 13 teams.
1: Yeah, people talk about Fitzpatrick, but Josh is up there too, <laughs> right? Him and, and Josh McCown are up there neck and neck about how many teams they played for. So Josh is a guy that's been in the system, was in San Francisco. So to me, it just would have made sense to elevate him While Zach is hurt right now, and if something happened to Mike White, then, you know, Josh Johnson comes in. Well, they bring in Joe Flacco, you know, case in point, maybe to help Zach as far as learning how to be a pro, pros, how to approach the game. And I get all that, but it's going to be a learning curve. And I know that Joe Flacco was in Denver, so it's some similarity um, to the offenses between, you know, Denver and the Kubiak offense and, and, you know, Michael Ford's offense here with the Jets, but it's still slightly different. We saw Aaron Rodgers, who. to me is probably the most talented quarterback we've ever seen in the NFL struggle in his first year in this type of offense and come back and be an MVP the next year. So, yes, Zach can learn about how to be a pro pro and how to approach the game from Joe Flacco, but it's going to be a learning curve for Joe Flacco as well because he has to learn the nuances of his offense. And does he start this week or does Mike White start this week? And And I thought Mike White did a really good job of playing within the offense and taking what the defense gave him from New England, getting the ball out of his hands, finding his backs out of the backfield. So I would roll with Mike White this week, and if you feel like Joe Flacco is caught up on the playbook, then maybe roll him out on the Thursday night game.
0: So we're taping Tuesday morning, so let's put that out there right now. And the Jets, to a man, they talked up Mike White, yeah. On Monday because he came in that relief appearance. Like you said, you liked a lot what you I, saw. From, I loved what he did. Move the football 20-32 yeah. overall with the one touchdown coming on his first pass attempt in the National Football League. That was something else.
1: So, it's funny, right, because a lot of – you see Patrick Mahomes on speed sweeps, toss the ball, and he gets a touchdown for that. But on the reverse play to Elijah Moore, he doesn't get the touchdown for that. <laughs> Essentially, he would have two touchdowns. But I really like what Mike White did as far as the touchdown pass to Corey Davis in the red zone after getting stopped with the run twice there. Throwing it where only Corey Davis can catch the ball, that's big time. And that was his first throw in the NFL game. So imagine that being your first throw and you put it on the money where the, the DB's back is turned to you and Corey Davis can make a play on it. And then finding Corey Davis later on in the game on some throws where as soon as his back foot hit, you know, he let the ball go. Now, the, the, the only time he had trouble is when he was late with the ball. And, and me and you discussed this last week. You can't be late in this offense with the ball, especially on out routes like the one to Elijah Moore. And it seems like every time Elijah Moore th- runs a deep out, ends up being intercepted, especially with J.C. Jackson out there. And we say that on second and, and third and long, just stay away from the guy. And credit to Mike, you know White. He didn't know he was gonna play this game, so he probably didn't get a lot of you know reps as far as the offense. No first team reps. No first team reps at all. So as far as you, you're just you know going through your reads and playing ball. He didn't get that extra nuance of. Well, J C Jackson's out there, this is the one guy that can hurt me, especially with a banged up secondary. They kept losing guys, they lost Devin McCourty, Jonathan Jones was put on IR. Mm. That's the one guy that can hurt you and he hurt the Jets again. You know, if you're late with an out route, J C Jackson's gonna undercut it and pick it off. And then the interception to, to when he was throwing to Ryan Griffin down the middle. He was a little high and late with that ball. Ryan Griffin was open. So besides those two throws. That was a hell
0: of a a, pick by Duggar. Yeah,
1: it was. I thought that hit the ground. So did I. (laughs) Good Lord. But the thing is, in the NFL, as a quarterback, you could have a perfect game. But if you have two bad throws, then it looks like you didn't play well because you had two interceptions. But I thought he did a really good job getting the ball in his hands, finding Keelan Cole, finding Jamison Crowder. And then what we talked about the week before, when New England decides to play you in zone coverage or not, man, Finding your backside of the backfield. Michael Carter, I believe, went over 100 scrimmage yards for the first time this season. Did a really good job finding him out of the backfield, finding Ty Johnson That's out of the right. backfield, getting 8, 9, 10 yards. Staying within the offense, that gets you in second and manageable, right? Third and manageable. That's where you want to live in this offense. I believe Mike White did an excellent job of doing those things.
0: So what do you make of that? Because Zach Wilson, I think his average time before he actually – through a pass in New England, was right around his average this season, which is over three seconds. Yeah. But Mike White was getting rid of the football under two and a half seconds, 2.4.
1: Yeah, and, and that's what this offense is predicated off, getting off, the, getting the ball out of your hands, knowing where to go with the football and being accurate with the football. And that's what Mike White did. He didn't try to do too much. He wasn't trying to be Superman. He was taking what the defense gave him, living within the Michael LaFleur offense, and getting the ball out of his hands and getting it to the playmaker. Sometimes it's – your job as a quarterback is just to get it into the playmakers hands and let them make plays for you. You don't always have to throw the ball down the field. You always gotta have the sexy throw. And even I know I'd be remiss not to mention this, even on the play where Zach got hurt, yes, he got the PI call when he was trying to throw the Keelan call, but he had Ty Johnson right there open in the flat mm-hmm. for like a eight to ten yard completion. If he throws that, you know, he does he doesn't get hit. But that's a young quarterback, he's gonna bounce back, he's Thank God, this injury is only for two to four weeks, and now he'll be able to sit back, watch Joe Flacco, watch Mike White, and see the offense potentially, you know, move up and down the, the field smoothly, and see some things that he maybe can tweak in this game that will help in his development going down at the rest of the season.
0: All right, can we talk about Wilson a little bit? Both of those hits, Lawrence guy went went very late, went well, very low, low, I should say, by late. the sideline, <laughs> um, and he hit his left knee. Then Judon um, comes. It, to me, that was a borderline one, too. Yeah. What do you think? Take me through both of those hits because yeah. there, there's a couple points here. One is from an officiating perspective, how do you have to rule that? And then the other point here is Zach Wilson, you don't want him taking these big hits. Yeah,
1: so we'll go into the officiating and then we'll go into Zach Wilson. Yeah. Well, from the officiating standpoint, um, by the rule, like there's no low hit rule once you get out of the pocket so Zach Wilson was out of the pocket I mean, it was fit that we've seen, you know, refs throw the ball when, when quarterbacks have been hit borderline outside of the pocket near the sideline. So I thought to me that was a borderline should have been it was the way he hit him and kinda of twisted his knee. To me, that should have been a personal foul. The on one, he didn't really land on him. Like he hit him and kinda of fell off him. It was just a freak, you know, accident. Okay. I think Zach Wilson's knee and the force hitting the, the hard turf, which is another reason why I hate playing on turf, that kinda of, help hurt him with the PCO. It wasn't like, you know, he, his knee was stuck and he hit him and then it was an ACL. It was like, I think it was the force of the, him hitting the ground with Judon's weight kind of was the injury. Uh, to me, that's that's a good no Co- call. Com-
0: completely clean play. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. But, to me, that's a, that's a no call. But you could definitely get the 15 for the guy hit. Oh, the guy hit.
1: That, 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 that was, to me, that should have been a flag because yeah. of the, the way he hit him and then turned with his knee. To me, that's a flag. But to your point right zach wilson you got a the pocket there's nobody there throw it away and just get out of bounds don't take those unnecessary hits and on the play where he had the pi and he got hurt if he throws out to ty johnson he doesn't even get hit there because ty johnson's open in the flat for eight to ten yards The cover the, the corner was covered too but he was playing deep to short so he was literally like eight yards away from ty johnson if you just get the ball to him and i believe that was a first and ten If you get the ball to him right there, then you're looking at second and eight or even first and 10 again. So it's just about not taking unnecessary hits because you're trying to make plays down the field. And the play with Lawrence Guy hit him, he was still looking down the field, but there was nothing there. Just throw it away and live to play another game. Right.
0: Talk about the decision. You're saying that, Ty Johnson's open underneath. You could get five yards. He might take it for 10 yards. Yeah. We saw that on the shovel pass exactly, before right? where yeah. he, he throws a four-yard pass and Ty takes it and converts a key, th- to key, a key point third that,
1: It was crazy. He was open for like three seconds earlier before that, and if he would have just got rid of the ball earlier, he wouldn't have had to probably shake the <laughs> defender as hard to get away from him, but Ty Johnson did a really good job catching the shovel pass, breaking the first tackle, and getting the first down. But I know on third and 10, you know, going to check down isn't sexy, but you have to trust your playmakers in the open field that they can make plays one-on-one.
0: And we talked to Ty last week. He's a sub-4-4 four, four guy. Exactly. And he has the ability to make people miss the open field. Yeah, so exactly. Get him the ball early, earlier in that play. That way it might be,
1: instead of just being 10 to 11 yards, you could have maybe have gotten 15, 20 yards because he would have been able to square the defender up a lot sooner and then been able to make a move and get down the field. The
0: Fans at home are probably looking at that pass to Elijah Moore and saying, Okay, check in the box because we got. It's unfortunate that he was hurt, so that's obviously a big time negative. But mm. you get forty plus yards on the pass interference penalty. Yeah. But was that the right decision? Not only was Johnson o- open underneath. Yeah. Th- he threw in a double coverage, was, didn't
1: he? Yeah, literally. So I, b- I believe it was Keelan Cole running the pass. Yes. But yeah, to me, it wasn't the right decision. One, because you had somebody wide open in the read says to get the ball to the guy in the flat, take the easy completion. Two, there was a safety sitting over the top that should have picked that off. Like, it's a good thing that Duggar did, you know, pass interference, Cole. Or you're talking about potentially not only getting hurt, but then throwing an interception. So that's insult to injury. Yes. So, like, you have to take the easy throw. You don't always have to throw it down the field. And I know it's something that we've kind of harped on with this young quarterback and him, you know, wanting to be great all the time and throw the ball down the field. But layups win you the game. You know singles when you're the game in baseball you know easy passes or or in basketball they talk about the hockey assist right the pass before the assist those get you wins too so just take the easy throws and again it sucks that Zach Wilson hurts is hurt, but this could actually be a, benef- a benefit for Just steal my thunder. That's yeah. what I just wanted to ask. Yeah, this, I- could, this could be a benefit to him because now he gets to sit back and watch. He saw Sunday, and he gets to go in the film room and see how Mike was Mike White was able to move the ball effectively in his office. And now he gets another quarterback that has Super Bowl experience, has won a ring, played at the highest of heights, has a long career in his game, was drafted in 08, has played a lot of football. You get to see how he approaches the game. And, and, and Joe Flacco, like Zach Wilson, has a big arm as well, too. But he knows how to live within the offense, throw the easy throws. And then when it's time to make a throw down the field. He does that.
2: WinBet is now live in New Jersey and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free, $500 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change, terms and condition at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling Problem, call one 7117
0: The Jets still have zero points in the first quarter, but I'll tell you what—that second drive, they moved the ball. Oh yeah. and, and Zach Wilson didn't convert on three third downs. I thought Ryan Griffin was big time. Uh, yeah.
1: But this thing is—that's what we we know he can do that, right? Yeah. It was an off-platform throw, like he escapes to the left and throws it on the dart to you know Ryan Griffin working back to the, to the sideline. We know he can do that. It's the easy throws where we want to see him develop.
0: Yeah. So. You miss a field goal. Okay. Other, otherwise – They get points in and the first you know, quarter. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing is you talk about complementary football. Yeah. The problem is the Jets had the ball twice in the first quarter. They moved into scoring territory. You can't have a three and out on the first possession. We know oh, that. Everybody sure. knows yeah. that. That second possession, you move the ball quite well. The problem is the absence of complementary football because, man, you get down in a hole because the Patriots are scoring – and that was the theme of the day. They they scored yeah, pretty much I, on every will. possession. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think they didn't punt until the 3rd quarter. That's right. They and scored on the first that, six possessions. Yeah, Nine out of that 10. punt. The only time they didn't get a first down was they were kneeling the ball in the game. Yep. So, yeah, that as a defense I heard that sucks because you know, Robert Sala's base is a defensive-minded coach, and, you know, that's supposed to be your bread and butter. But it also hurts the development of your offense. You, you, hear about, you hear Michael Ford talk about not getting enough plays, and you don't get enough plays when your defense is out there the whole time. Granted, you can't go through and out. And on that play, I know he's talked about it, but there was a a, a slot corner that blitzed late. And, yes, maybe he was part of the count in the protection or not. Either way, Jamerson Crowder was wide open, and that was perfect play design by Michael floor as far as the – quote-unquote, it was a pick play, but it was kind of like a rub right. Because so, Jamison Crowder sells the inside and then goes out. Corey Davis, you know, kind of takes the corner of safety with him by going straight up the field. And to me, that's where the ball's supposed to go either way. It's kind of like the play Elijah Moore had versus the New England Patriots in Week 2 when he was wide open on a wheel route. It was a similar play. Yes. And Jamison Crowder was wide open. So, yeah, you could say the offensive line missed the ID, but – Zach's got a fine him. Mean, that's an explosive play, and and then you're not three and out right there. But that's again development from your young quarterback. But the defense, man, I like. I did not see that happening, especially after a week off. Everybody was talking. How- They're so banged
0: up at linebacker. What do you do now? It, it, you're crossing your fingers again. We're taping Tuesday morning that CJ Mosley's back in the lineup. If and it, Jared it, Davis, and hopefully. And Jared Davis, who's yet to play it down yeah. this year. Um, what do you do if if both of them <laughs> are again? out of the lineup because he's so banged up Quincy Williams is in concussion protocol Blake Cashman went down with a a groin injury he's getting an MRI and Jamie and Sherwood a young linebacker who they love here out for the year yeah so the thing
1: is somebody's definitely probably coming in to to one just drive today oh yeah uh, it's a a big workout day out there we probably can look outside right now report on who's there especially for the linebacker position uh, you know, me and you have been fans of Delshawn Phillips, and I felt like every time he's been thrust into action, he's actually made a lot of competent plays. I mean, he's been in tough situations in week one. You know, he thought he was only playing special teams and had to go out there and lead the team in tackles. Yep. This week is thrust into action when he doesn't think he's going to play. Becomes he, like, a Mike like, linebacker. <laughs> exactly. You know, he had been playing on the outside. So I felt like for the situation he's been thrust into, he's actually played well. So I, I, I could see him maybe playing this, this week. At either the Sam or the Will, depending on if C.J. Mosley is back. C.J. Mosley isn't back. I, I don't know what the Jets do. Honestly, do you maybe move one of your safeties to, to Mike backer I mean, I mean, we've seen John Johnson do it, you know, for the Cleveland Browns, but mostly in passing downs. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a team that's going to pass the ball, but they do like to establish the run with Joe Mixon. So the, the question is, um, you know. Uh, that like, how healthy is he? I know he was banged up a little bit, that's too. Right. So, like, what what do you do at linebacker? Do you have somebody that comes off the street and ends up starting, you know, week one? Do you bring in a veteran that's maybe at home that maybe has played in the system and knows the system? And I know that they were asking if Ruben Foster was maybe a, a – a guy that they potentially would bring in because he's played in the system, but supposedly medically he's maybe not right yet, by right. the way. So, I
0: mean, there's there's so many questions to be answered. Completely. But there are no so questions about C.J. Mosley. Yeah. You want to know how valuable C.J. Mosley is? Just look at the turn, film on turn, Sunday. Turn the <laughs> tape on. Okay, Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> coming to town. Are you surprised by their success so far this season? Yes, we knew Joey Burrow yeah. was a special talent. Mm-hmm. And we thought Jamar Chase would be good. Well, I mean, a lot of people were ready to, to put him on the,
1: the, the, the scrap pile because of how he was playing in they preseason. He dropped a couple yeah, balls yeah, in the summer. But it wasn't even just preseason. It was in practice they were talking about it. And too. they were saying he was not explosive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, watch my game, film." alright <laughs> you All right. Y'all yeah, must have forgot because I took the year off, but I'm going to remind you, over 750 yards just in seven games, over 200 yards last week versus a Baltimore Ravens team that had been playing really well besides the Indianapolis Colts game. And I believe that the secondary and the injuries to Marcus Peter kind of, Peters kind of crept up on them last week, right? Being able to have three complement corners, maybe even four, really helps Baltimore. But Humphrey is but one of is, the better corners in the league, isn't he? And he was the one that was getting exposed. Yes. But I think a part of that is it's because they've asked so much of him because – of the Marcus Peters injury, like now he follows the number one guy. But even the, the touchdown of C.J. Usama, he was on him in coverage, and I believe maybe he lacks on that play because it was thirteen personnel. They didn't think they would take a shot down the field, and he kind of got out of position. But I think he's also wearing down because they're asking him to do too much. Mm-hmm. Like you can't ask a guy to take the number one quarter every single time. Even Jalen Ramsey at L.A. doesn't take the number one quarter every every time. Sometimes they line him up at safety. Sometimes they line him up at slot. Sometimes they they move him around, and that's the thing you got to do with Marlon Humphrey too, but you can't you can't ask him to take Jamar Chase, play in and play out every single game because we saw it in week one versus the Las Vegas Raiders. He was so tired and beat up that game. When he got picked out on a Zay Jones crossing route, Derek Carr was able to just back up and throw the ball up. He kind of just stopped running because he was like, I'm done. Like He's playing with guys that, you know, they haven't really gotten continuity, so the communication is different with the back end. Anthony Avery at that time has been exposed at corner out there. Jimmy Smith is playing decent football. But when you're asking a guy to be Superman at corner play in and play out, I mean, then you're putting them in categories
0: with the real. Man, Davis. I hope Ravens fans are listening to this podcast. I'm He's breaking honest. it down. <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: being honest. Uh, and, and I've been talking about it all year yeah. long. Like, Lamar Jackson can only do so much. And we saw that Latavius Murray's not being in the game kind of hurt them this week. But also their defense not being able to stop anybody in the pass game or in the run game late in that game really hurt them we we see that my guy calais campbell is my guy he's not playing at the level that he once played at and you know father time is undefeated and they don't really have a pure pass rusher on the outside you know there's, there's darius smiths and uh, the uh the matt judons of the world aren't there anymore yeah and i know that's what the ravens you know routinely they draft guys and they let them go in for agency to get the compensatory picks back well sometimes you got to keep your own players if you want to
0: continue to that, win a huge pickup <laughs> for the patriots there in judon Oh. Let, let, but let me ask you, though, yeah. let's flip to the other side of the ball because I, I, we're going to go into depth about Burrow. What, why are they playing so much better defensively this year? Because you lose. <laughs> it's a it's haul over if you look at it, right? You, you lose Carl Lawson. Yeah. And Carl Lawson looked like he was going to have 130 sacks for the Jets. During for training sure. camp. God, he's unbelievable. Obviously, they opt to sign Hedrickson. Last year, they had 17 sacks. This year, they got 19 sacks. Well, but,
1: but you know what's happening, right? D.J. Reader got hurt early last mm-hmm. year. He's back this year. Mm-hmm. Larry Oak and Joby's playing really well for them. And then they traded for B.J. Hill from the Giants. Mm-hmm. So what we talked about, you know, early on in the season and during training camp is that Carl Austin didn't have the, the gaudy sack numbers it was because he didn't have the defensive tackles pushing that pocket. And
0: now they do. Now they
1: do. <laughs> so when Trey Henderson comes around that corner, the quarterback can't step up in the pocket. Yeah. So him and, and – you saw it versus – the, the Baltimore Ravens. Sam Donald um, Sam Hubbard was a benefactor of that. It wasn't that he just beat his offensive tackle clean. Well, Lamar Jackson tried to step up. He couldn't, so he had to step back, and he steps right into Sam Hubbard's uh, arms. Trey Henderson bending the corner, coming around the edge. Well, when your quarterback can't step up in the pocket, and you know Lamar Jackson does this better than anybody as far as improvising, being able to step up in the pocket and run or throw the ball. But when he tried to step up, he was like, oh, I can't go here. The defensive tackle's right there. I got to step back. Boom, sack, sack, fumble. So that's the thing. They're really benefiting off of hitting on their free agencies, uh, you know, Picks, especially on the defensive line with Trey Hendrickson. And they got Larry Joby for a cheap one-year deal. Mm -hmm. They should be looking to sign him back ASAP right now because he's played at a high level. That B.J. Hill trade was monumental for them. The Giants were probably going to either let him go or try to trade him somewhere else. Anyway, he's playing some good football for them. So now they actually got a rotation at the defensive tackle position. And then with Sam Hubbard Hubbard being a comparable defensive end, we know what Trey Hendrickson can do. And people were saying that he was a one-hit wonder. He had been beat up his first couple years in the nfl so last year was kind of like his first healthy year and we've seen it. he's picking up right where he left off six and a half sacks in seven games this guy is is coming off the edge with some some gusto and there's rumors That he wanted to come here, but the Jets didn't want to sign him, so you know he's going to be geeked up for this game. Look at
0: dudes dropping some knowledge there.
2: WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free, $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at Wimbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117.
0: Okay, Mike White, he's going to make his first NFL start uh, Sunday against the Bengals. You just broke down what they're doing up front. What is he going to see from their back end? Because you you really like these safeties. Yeah,
1: I'm glad you brought that up because Jesse Bates is probably the best safety that a lot of people haven't heard about because... Cincinnati is not a huge NFL town. They don't have a crazy rabbit fan base, Um, but he's been one of the best safeties in the league the last two or three years. Mm -hmm. I believe he was on top 100 last year, and he kind of is on that trajectory of Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons for a long time was a good safety in Denver that nobody really heard of. He's finally getting the respect and due that he deserves. And, just, and Jesse Bates is similar to him as far as a ball hawking safety that can play in the box, that has really good coverage skills and can also play in the post. Von Bell is more of their punisher, their yeah. in-the-box safety. He's going to come up and hit you. And they are one of the best safety tandems in the NFL this year. They got Eli Apple on the outside, who's played some real football, and Awuzeh. Uh, has been kind of picked on a little bit but he's also made some plays at the other cornerback position so this is a team and then logan wilson to me it's one of the most athletic linebackers a guy that got from wyoming two years mm-hmm. ago didn't start last year is starting this year he has become a guy on that defense as far as run fits and being able to cover he's very athletic so mike white is going to see a team that's very 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 vanilla right they bake everything on their defensive line coming. Now, they will blitz you on third down every once in a while and go man coverage, but they're going to play off-zone coverage, and they're going to play cover four, cover two, and they're going to bank that their D-line can get there, and they're going to make you drive the ball down the field. They don't like giving up big explosive plays. Now, they gave a couple up to the Baltimore Ravens, a, a couple crossing plays. So that's something I know Michael Ford's gonna look at, especially off of some play action and bootlegs. Okay. They caught um, you know, Andrews coming across the field on some crosses. Rashad Bateman had two or three catches across the field for about 20 yards each. And then they got the one big play down the field to Hollywood Brown. That's something they routinely didn't give up. A they had bad eyes, was looking in the backfield. And then, you know, with Hollywood Brown and that type of speed, you can't do that because he's going to run right past you.
0: Mike White doesn't have the arm strength of Zach Wilson. That doesn't mean he can't be successful in the National Football League. With that being said, against this week's opponent, the Bengals, does that mean when you're thrown down the field and you are a guy who has the physical skill set like a Mike White, you got to throw with more anticipation, right?
1: Well, it's, it's that, but also this team doesn't. Give up big explosive plays. So okay. what you got to do is kind of like what he did versus New England, right? Take the underneath stuff, matriculate the ball down the field, take what the defense is giving you because and oh be, by the way, that's a good thing
0: is keeping yeah, your defense off the exactly. field. Exactly, who's going to
1: be in, and they're playing, uh, they're playing a really good offense this week, so that that helps your defense when you keep them off the field. <laughs> but this is a defense that plays soft zone coverage. You got to take what they're giving you, five yard hitches, quick out routes, shallow crosses take what they're giving you because they're not going to let you throw the ball over the head. And they're probably even more so going to stack the box this week because Mike White potentially is going to be starting that quarterback. So when you have those one-on-one opportunities on the outside, you have to win. And for most of the day, besides those two throws, Mike White did a really good job in doing that.
0: And you like LaFleur's game plan against the Patriots. There's a lot of good plays out there, right? Uh, Including Elijah Moore's (laughs) touchdown. You've been bagging. Uh, the Jets to find different so ways of getting the, more of the ball. <laughs> that that was a very creative call down there in the run. Know, that's
1: a nice little reverse. The thing is, he should be getting a handoff or a reverse or a speed sweep at least two to three times a game because that's the type of athlete he is. You see it even on the the quick, you know, turnaround catch on our RPO where he made, you know, the corner miss and goes yep. for 13 yards. Get this guy the ball in space. Like to me, him running him on deep out routes is not it. You're not going to get him the ball that way. Quick speedos, quick outs, or shallow crosses. Get him in some bunch formations. Get him the ball. Get him some end rounds. Line him up in the backfield, sometimes and sometimes they're throwing the ball. He's out of the quick backfield. and fast. It's exactly. not—he's not just a four-four so four guy. So short area no. quickness. You yep. saw it, like I said, on that, that quick catch and run for yep. 13 yards. And you saw it on the end around, like him make a, a couple people miss and take it in for for a touchdown. So this guy has explosive ability. You just got to get him the ball in space.
0: Corey Davis now has four touchdowns on the year, so yeah. that's definitely a big time positive. For the green and white in terms of the pass game, I'll tell you what Denzel. You mentioned Mims before. He had a hell of an effort on that one jump
1: ball. I thought he was coming down with it, but but that's what he brings to the
0: team, right? A guy that's
1: six foot two, two hundred and fifteen pounds that can that has jump ability can go up and get the ball. So that wasn't a good throw by any means. <laughs> but you give him an opportunity to go up and catch a ball in double coverage, he can bail you out of some of those issues. So and you I have to account
0: for that once you start making uh, those plays.
1: hundred <laughs> percent. So if you put a guy like him. And this weekend, and Mike White throws one or two passes up to him. If he catches one of them, the defense has to respect that mm-hmm. from now on. You know what that does? That opens up the offense. That opens up the underneath routes. That opens up the run game because now, when the safety is back there, like, well, I got to stay back here because this guy can, you know, r- blow the top off the defense. And he has, you know, a high catch, a, a long catch radius, so he can go up and get the ball. And then also in the red zone, why not throw a fade route to him? Mm-hmm. You know. So I mean, I believe he had one catch towards the end of the game. Hopefully. He gets, you know, integrated into the offense even more going forward.
0: Man, this young secondary, we talk about them every week. They're going to be challenged big time by so – They're going to jo- be the biggest challenge to date for sure. Yeah. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. T- Higgins, Tyler, Tyler Boyd, Boyd. C.J. Uh, Usama. Yeah. You just talk about the tight end position. Woo! This is a big play team. Yeah, uh, for sure. So, if,
1: if I'm, if I'm you know, Robert Soller or Jeff Obrick, I'm bracketing – Jamar Chase every play like literally every play Um, like Joe Mixon is gonna have to go for 200 to beat us Mm. like literally the thing is you have to realize what this team is and what they do so I'll break it down for you T. T Higgins is their outside route guy and their red zone guy they like to attack him on the outside and they like to throw the ball to him in the red zone Tyler Boyd is your intermediate guy in the middle the, the shallow crosses, the quick hitches, that's where he does. That's what he's always done as a you know slot receiver. Jamar Chase has the whole playbook, like literally. He can have run every route in the route tree, and that's why I would bracket him, because the continuity that he has with Joe Burrow right now is just disrespectful. Like that 82-yard <laughs> catch and run, like it was a quick slant route, yep. but he broke the tackle from, our, uh, from Humphreys. Then like two other people try to get him, but it shows you the strength that this kid plays with, and then you saw the breakaway speed, like him separate, from the D B and then Justin Houston was chasing them too. Like he separated. Justin Houston just gave up after like ten yards. Cause he was like, I'm not catching this kid. But that's the type of explosion this kid plays with. And people were saying he wasn't explosive in training camp. This dude hadn't played football in a year. It was gonna take him time to get going. And now that everybody's pissed him off. Dude <laughs> Deuce is pissed. <laughs> now that everybody's pissed him off, you see what type of player he is. So I I just think as a fan base and and, and coaches, sometimes people just give up on players way too soon. Like yeah. This kid hadn't played in a whole year. Like, it was going to take him some time to get back into football shape, get back to use the, you know, getting that continuity with with Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow was missing a lot of training camp because he was coming off the ACL. So people tend to forget that. So a lot of times he wasn't even throwing and catching with Joe Burrow because he was missing a lot of practice. So once he got that continuity with Joe Burrow, you know, I believe he's, like, top five in receiving yards already. Maybe number two behind – it's either Devontae Adams or one other guy. He's, like, number – like and two or three Adams or is like in
0: COVID protocol,
1: so I know yeah, they might play Thursday play night. They could be without a lot of players, too. And that's a big game. That's a huge game. You talk about the ramifications of potentially being the number one seed, and only now, only the number one seed gets a bye now. So you're talking about Aaron Rodgers not being with Jair Alexander, mm-hmm. not being out with Darius Smith, being without <clears throat> his best pass catcher, in Devontae Adams, Eric Battiari at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Like, who's playing for the Green Bay Packers this week?
2: I don't, I, don't mean, know. I don't feel
1: sorry for them because look at all the injuries the Jets have, too. Yeah, but, but we'll
0: <laughs> certainly be watching. That LSU National Championship team from a couple years ago. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. They have to
1: go down as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, college team ever.
0: So, the quarterback of that team, of course, was Burrow. Yeah. And Tamar Chase was on that team. Justin Jefferson took the NFL by storm last year. Clyde I've Edwards, a in the backfield. <laughs> it was, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Now, what do you like most about burrow he is a gunslinger man he yeah, is a gunslinger yes he does <laughs> he does so he gives the defense an I'm opportunity totally to make some plays out sure. there but uh he, he's a kid who is ultra confident, and carries himself love him with boxing. a lot of swag, I love, man. I guess he's a big. You see Avenger? the comb over he always be doing like this. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I just love his he, swag. He's I mean, a he's a big Adventures fan, by oh, the way. Did man. you hear that? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So, I, so my, I, I just love his swag. I mean, you saw it in the national championship. It had a cigar, and had his leg crossed up. You know, like yeah, I'm, I'm going number one. You know, I'm just that guy. This is, this is what I do but what i really like about joe burrow is his pocket presence okay like on that that touchdown throw to uzama when marlon humphrey was in coverage it was supposed to be a rollout but the defensive end got up the field so what he does is he sidesteps steps steps up into the pocket instead of keep rolling out to the right just steps up into the pocket those are absolute dark to cj uzama on the on the money and then cj uzama's one-on-one with you know marlon humphrey makes a move and scores a touchdown so like you see it time and time again him getting out of trouble because this offensive line isn't the greatest offensive line at all. That's probably the weakness of the Cincinnati team is that offensive line. But he gets the ball out of his hands so quick, and they have a good running game with Joe Mixon. That it kind of gets washed up under the rug, right? It really hasn't come back to bite them yet. That the offensive line isn't really—I don't want to say they're not credible, but they're just not as good as the pieces they have at the skill position, you know, position. So very so, average up front, but everywhere average, else very good. Very good. So like, <laughs> and you can have an average line if you have, you know. Ex- Great playmakers on the outside, and Joe, you know, Joe Burrow does does a really good job spreading the ball around. And again, I just like his pocket presence, and he has enough athletic athletic ability to get away from trouble. And you know, after the injury last year, he doesn't tuck the ball and run as much, but he he climbs up into the pocket, moves around, escapes to the right or left to be able to throw the ball down the field.
0: We were just talking about it. You can watch this uh, Jets game. There was Robert Sala, eleven thirty a.m. CBS. The Bengals really struggled as far as record wise yeah. burrow's rookie year mm-hmm. uh, can you take anything from that if you are a jets fan just <laughs> just looking at them and saying okay well they started i think two ten and one um and they finished with what four wins last year or so yeah and, and now this year they're considered definitely a playoff caliber team i am see what you're doing
1: uh <laughs> Am I reaching, dudes? I'm just saying. Is I that mean, every every team is different, right? Yeah. I mean, they also have Joe Burrow. That's and, right. And to, and to me, you um, saw something special in Burrow early, early on. So I, Yes. You know. You know what? And this is a funny story, and right? I'm <laughs> glad you brought this up. You know, when Joe Burrow became Joe Burrow in 2000, I want to say it was it 18? They played in the Peach. No, they played in the Fiesta Bowl versus UCF. You know, I went to UCF. Y- yes, we do. And I don't know if you guys <laughs> remember the iconic play of him throwing a pick six, like, early in that game. But he got, like, decleted. And then he came back, and he was Joe Jerboa or that Burrow. Because, literally, the, def- the UCF defense was mangling him throughout that first quarter. Yeah. But after that pick six, this dude did not miss. And this is when, like, I think Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, they were all like – I don't even know – I think Justin Jefferson was a freshman. I don't even know if Javar Chase was there yet. Okay. So, like, he was throwing to young guys, but he was on point with the ball, like pinpoint accurate. And this is when um, Devin White was there. So, Devin White and Joe Burrow were single-handedly single. they were the single reasons why LSU beat UCF in that game. Mm. Like, if Devin White would have opted out of the bowl game like everybody else on the defense did – the UCF probably would have won by 50. But because of Devin White and then Joe Burrow getting knocked out, I don't know how he passed concussion protocol that quick, but the Joe Burrow that we saw the following year to take LSU to Nashville, that was the Joe Burrow I saw in that second half of that game. Like, when I tell you he did not, I don't think he did one incomplete pass. Like, he was just on the money and then did a good job using his legs to buy time to run around. So I kid with people all the time. I'm like, UCF made Joe Burrow.
0: Of course, it comes
1: back to Lachey there. Hey, so, UCF made Joe, he'll tell you the same thing. UCF Major Burrow, man.
0: Uh, totally different players. I'm not comparing them. Yeah. But, but can Wilson on Sunday when he's watching a Burrow operate, take some pointers? I, I, as of far of as course. It, it, yeah. where, if there was one or two things that you would want to emulate in terms of, hey, this is what Burrow does really well. What would you say? Well, and he does – I know he does a he lot does of things.
1: He does a lot of stuff. Well, the, well, well, we'll go to some negatives first. Sometimes not trying to force stuff down the field because sometimes Zach does that too. And we talked about the eight picks that Joe Burrow has. He gets in trouble, when he got in trouble in the red zone versus the Baltimore Ravens Sunday trying to force a pass to Jamar Chase that ended up getting picked off. So that's the one negative I would say. Yes, Do sir. not watch that at all. Right. But his ability to, to, to buy time in the pocket and not just escape the pocket all the time. And We talked about it on that play, t- that play on that touchdown to C.J. Uzama. Right? The play was uh, directed for him to go out right on the bootleg, but because the defensive end got up the field, he decided to step up in the pocket, avoid tackler, just having pocket pocket presence, and then throw the ball. Sometimes I feel like Zach Wilson leaves the pocket a little bit too early, unwarranted, when he doesn't have to. So I feel like he has to develop in that aspect of his game, and Joe Burrow kind of has done that from year one to year two. Because we saw a lot last year he would escape the pocket early, and eventually he ended up getting hurt because of it, Right. Uh, on a run escaping the pocket. And then just knowing how to get the ball out of his hands quicker. Like, Joe Burrow does a good job. He has three of the best receivers in football, knowing where to go and how to attack defenses and getting the ball out of his hands really quick. Joe Burrow does a really good job of doing that. So I would say Jack Wilson can watch that. It's kind of like when, you know, the Jets – Cross practice against the Green Bay Packers, he was able to talk to Aaron Rodgers yep. and pick up some things. Well, we brought in a, uh, the Jets, brought in a, you know a veteran quarterback in Flacco, so this that's a guy he should be in his hip pocket, a guy that's played a lot of football in this league, guy that he can really ask questions about because he hasn't been able to go to a veteran quarterback. I mean, Josh Johnson was there, but I don't know like how what their relationship is like, but he hasn't had a veteran guy that he can really lean on and be like. So, what did you see here, Joe? What do you think about this? You know,
0: um, what do you think about the way the schedule? Uh, Shapes up, not from a perspective of, oh, are the Jets going to win this game or can they pull off an upset? More so, oh, you got Cincy Sunday, but your turnaround is quick. You're playing <laughs> Indianapolis Thursday. Thursday night. I'll tell you what, I've seen Indianapolis a couple times over the last what, three or four weeks. They sh- they had Baltimore dead to rights, and they outplayed the 49ers, and they came home with the win on the West Coast.
1: Yeah, Carson Wentz is playing with confidence right yeah? now. And I, honestly, I'd be the first one to tell you I thought he was washed and done. Um, just because of everything that happened in Green Bay, and to me, like, yeah, you had some injuries, and you've had the injury bug, but like the whole thing with Jalen Hurts and him getting upset, like, I mean, this is competition. This is what football is about. If you if you're gonna fold under that pressure, then you're not gonna make it in this league. But he's back with the coach that coached him in that 2017 year where he was the MVP front runner, and he's. You're right. He's season. got a good
0: look in his eyes right now.
1: Yeah, he's playing with confidence. Yeah. I, I would say ever since that Miami win, he didn't play particularly good in that game. But versus Baltimore, he played really well they lo- in a losing effort. You know, the Houston Texans are the Houston Texans. Um, but he played confident in that game. And then even, uh, you know, versus the coast now, in that first half, he threw about four or five passes that should have been picked six. <laughs> but because of the inclement weather, they weren't. Yeah. So to me, I was like, he's starting to revert back. But then in that second half, when they needed to have it, he wasn't scared to tuck the ball down on a second and 15 play, get 16 yards with his legs. Um, the game on the line, throwing a jump ball to Michael Pittman, realizing that they had just put in draker Patrick, who was fresh off the bench where it was cold and rainy let's test this guy out michael you know penman goes up on the jump ball catches it breaks the tackle gets in the end zone for a touchdown that's a big time throw. and a lot of the times just understanding the situation right i believe they had like four or five pi calls and that was some of the best offense the colts had because in that rainy situation if you want to go man coverage well Either my guy's going to come down with the ball or it's going to be a P.I. And yeah. him just understanding the situation. We always talk about situational football. That was a good job of him understanding what the situation was, knowing the weather was bad, knowing that the, the DBs have panicked already earlier in that game. Let's continue to run those those deep post routes, those go routes, and see if we can get a P.I. or a big catch from our receiver. I'll, I'll
0: tell you what. It's an interesting spot in the schedule for the Colts because – they get Tennessee this week. And that's they're going back they're going to get welcome back to reality. Real quick. Well, uh, that's a huge matchup. I yeah. I'm interested to see yeah. what happens it's with Tennessee this time, right? Yeah, after yeah. back-to-back home wins, emotionally draining. I I, I would when you think you have Derrick Henry it doesn't matter. You don't have to get up. All right, all right. Showed, but that's
1: that was that was my one concern this week. I was yeah. going to say they just had an emotional win that came down to the wire with Buffalo. But I was like in my head, I'm like, they gonna run the football regardless. So it's like you can be emotional all you want, but run game the off- will travel. Thing, the, the run game <laughs> going travel, and like your offensive line don't have to really worry about pass blocking. You know, the D line from Kansas City. Now, the Colts' off defensive line is a lot better. They can get after the quarterback. You know, with Muhammad on the outside, pity playing. But and they DeForest can wear, they can wear down just because it's a little bit smaller defense, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying that that run game. Yep. Just, but Darius Leonard has had some battles with Derrick Henry, so it's, so it's the a good Jet, one.
0: Jets are going to get the Colts after a physical battle, but th- this yeah. is this is going to be a tough matchup. Well, this is and, a tough two-game uh, skit uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the Bengals. Uh, real quickly, when you look at the AFC, give me a top three. You got the Bills who are four and two right now. You got the Bengals who are five and two. You got Baltimore is five and two. You got. Cleveland lurking or dealing with some injuries right now. You got Tennessee five two. Th- definitely in there. Tennessee five and two. Your yeah. your Raiders. Legit of Both Raiders, five and two. You have uh I've LA been Chargers four and two, and then the Chiefs three and four. They're in a group that includes the Colts. Give me give me a top three out of those. That's tough. So
1: teams. my top two for sure, I'd have to go Tennessee. Hmm. And I'd have to go right now, the Raiders, honestly, the way they've been playing. I'd okay. have to go to Raiders in Tennessee. Um, and to me, it's, it's, it's probably, a, I still got, I still like Baltimore, man. I mean, I, I think that was an aberration for, for that game. They had played so many close games. I, it, I think they needed that game because to wake them back up, to realize, like, yeah, we've dealt with a lot of injuries from one and two on defense, we're just not as good as we used to be. So mm-hmm. now, I think Wayne Martindale did an amazing job versus Chargers the week before not just going man blitz, going some zone blitz. And I felt like he should have did that versus Cincinnati Bengals. And I don't know if it was a pride thing, but like, did you not realize that that receiving core was just as good as the Chargers receiving core? Like, you can't just go man blitzing all the time. Man. And then in 13 personnel going man coverage, which you get because you think they're going to run the ball. But this is what Cincinnati has done. They, they actually beat Baltimore at their own game because that's what Baltimore does. Right? Yes. They'll get in 13 personnel and they'll pass the ball with Boyle, they'll pass it with you know Mark Andrews. This is what they do and play action pass. So you got Tennessee
0: and the Raiders, and and maybe Baltimore, but you don't have Buffalo up there. That's
1: what I'm saying. To me, it's a tie between like Buffalo because like, yes, we know what Buffalo's offense is, and everybody was saying talking about how that good that defense was. But we saw them get exposed. Yes. Like, they hadn't played anybody that had a good offense. So like, I knew their defense was was adequate. Yeah. I was I, I was not ready to say it was good, and I've been saying it all year long. Like. Y'all basing them getting shutoffs over of Miami with Tua not playing and then also the Houston Texans with David Davis Mills didn't think he was going to play this year. So it's like, is that defense really that good? I don't know. <laughs> and then we saw with Tennessee, Derrick Henry was
0: able, you know. To Tennessee's going to do that
1: to a lot of people. Yeah, but then, then A.J. Brown exposed them too. So it's like. <laughs>
0: Bill scored 31 points that game. They did. Had a fourth and one. No, I,
1: but that's what uh, I said. We know what their offense yeah. is. Their offense is gonna be yeah. be there every yeah. game. They are gonna score 30. But it's gonna be can, the same
0: thing with Tennessee. Can their defense
1: match with the offense? Uh, is all right. So let's get and to. Can that. Josh Allen not have bad turnovers?
0: <laughs> let's get to NFC real quick. Man, I love what I'm seeing out of the Dallas Cowboys. Five and one. Green Bay, five and one. You got the defending champs, six and see, one. This
1: is gonna be hard. Top three, too. And, 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 that, the and then be Arizona, the seven Arizona. and oh, the
0: Rams, six, six and one. one. You yeah. got. The Saints, just on the periphery, you know, they're not in that caliber, I would yeah. say. What are they, 5-2 now? They're 4-2 now. 4-2 now. A sneaky, quiet 4-2. Quiet 4-2, quiet <laughs> man. That Carolina game
1: seemed like it was ages ago now. So, so who you got out of, out of that? Mix? I mean, you got to put Arizona yeah. in there undefeated. Lee,
0: Lee's the I've got the
1: Rams way. in there, too. Now, it come, to me, it comes down to either Green Bay or Dallas. And right now, I would lean towards Dallas just because of the injuries to Green Bay. And we'll see what it's like on Thursday. We'll learn a lot about that team Thursday versus Arizona.
0: I love the playmakers um, on the Cowboys defensive side of the ball when oh you know, yeah. begins with Diggs and Parsons, and they have not had that.
1: Yeah, they haven't had that, but they're also they're getting good contributions on D-line from Randy Gregory. Mm-hmm. It's been like, what, six years since they've been waiting for this guy to really turn it on, and he's finally turning it on this year, so you gotta love, you know what their offense is. It's explosive. When, when Dak throws 50 times, they usually use, lose the game, but they've been Way more balance with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott both running the ball. They're both slated to go over 1,000 yards this year. And then Dak being able to pick and choose when to throw to CeeDee Lamb, when to throw to, you know, Amari Cooper. And they still haven't – Gallup is injured. He hasn't been back yet. So imagine when he comes back. And Cedric Wilson stepped up and nice in that slot position too. So they're an explosive offense, have a really good offensive line. Defense, they have playmakers. They still give up a ton of pass yards. But, you know, Diggs and Parsons and Randy Gregory, they got some complementary pieces our defense and where they can make a run.
0: Well, this weekend's going to be fun. It starts Thursday night as Deuce was talking about Green Bay at Arizona. And those Packers Will anybody from up. Green
1: Bay be playing is the question.
0: We'll have to see. We'll yeah. have to see what happens with the Jets and the no longer upstart Cincinnati Bengals. They are They're for here. real. They are for here. real. So we'll have to see what the Jets' answer is this week and Mike White's first professional start. We'll see you next week.